Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Tori MV. Today we're joined by the wonderful, the incomparable, Funny Julius. Hello. And today we're going to get into the debut album from ASAP Rocky, otherwise known these days as Rihanna Baby Daddy. And his debut album came out in 2013. We're talking about Long Live ASAP. Um, Long Live ASAP had guest appearances from Action Bronson, Joey Badass, uh, Big Crit, and that's all on one song. You also, throughout the album, you got Schoolboy Q, 2 Chains, Drake, a um, bunch of heavy hitters on this. I think at the time, ASAP was really building a name for itself because of his mixtape and his buzz was crazy, which kind of just kind of laid out or kind of traveled into the release of this album. This was like a Soho classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know it was kicked off with Goldie, Fucking Problems followed it, Wild for the Night with Skrillex, and then Fashion Killer, which had a video with Rihanna. Really, really big moments that came from this album. Um but I'm curious to know what you guys think. Julius, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, so this album sucked for me. Um, it, it was not that well. Uh, we got some good singles and maybe two or three more tracks for me. Um, you know, if you're like a hype beast and you probably like this album, or if you're a part of ASAP, you definitely love this album. Um, but yeah, this album didn't do it for me. Uh, thank the Lord for the next one. Um, but yeah, this album didn't do it for me. Mm. And what about you, Torian? Um, this album was a disappointment because his the mixtape before this, Live Love ASAP, was so good, and it had so much. Um, it it kind of like gave you so many, so much such. It gave us such high expectations for what Rocky was going to do, mm-hmm. but I think what happened is is that everything happened so fast, right? Rocky got signed right to RCA Polo Grounds. And then, you know, he got his situation and then um, ASAP Worldwide was a thing. And then and then Yams had to work on the compilation project, the ASAP Mob. Yams wasn't as hands-on with, with this project as um, Rocky probably would have liked. And I think that it was just a rush to get this album out. Mm-hmm. And I think that it that's what kind of made everything just not work out for us, mm-hmm. for, for Rocky's album. Um, I don't know. It's tricky for me because I don't know what people were expecting from Rocky. Tim McCoy. It's not that I even think that much of him as as an MC. I I'm entertained by what he does, and I think that um, I think that with him, he's just really good at piecing shit together. So like, I always think I always feel like when Rocky raps, he has like a big soundboard in front of him and he just hits shit and he just presses things so like he's very influenced by like the memphis sound um he loves that but then memphis, also memphis and houston yeah but then also you know he's from new york so you're gonna get that lingo from like you know that is that nostalgic lingo that he leans into and he kind of mixes it all together and that's what i like about him because he has he has a great ear for music um and i think 
we got more of that with Allah. I think with this album, we kind of got just the preview of what he was working on. And the second album, the budget got bigger. He had fucking Rod Stewart um, on the second album. So, like, we could see what he could do, like, his potential. But with this album, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't really hit what it's supposed to do. So, like, for me, it's super nostalgic. I have a nostalgic love for it because at this time... I um I had all these friends that you know that I just made at working at Levi's and um this time frame was like really pivotal because in my life and then also and then also like we worked in Soho so it was like you couldn't escape hearing shit like this like Wild for the Night with Skrillex like that yeah. was big like hearing fucking problems when you go out or one train like it was just like. So many big moments on this album, Pussy Money Weed. Um, but what are your takeaways overall? Like, so when we revisited it and you take away the nostalgic um aspect of it, are there still some tracks that hold strong? Um so like Goldie. The, yeah, I was gonna say the debut single that yeah, Goldie, 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 obviously a Goldie, one train. Um, and you know what? The Fashion Killer video is 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 something that's memorable to me. Like I didn't care for Fashion Killer until I saw the video. Mm-hmm. So like that that one, and then um, you know what, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is is a significant song because um, it just has a lot to do with uh, with reincarnation and feeling like like feeling like dying and and one it's not sure if you want to die or if you do die do you come back as something else you rise from the ashes mm-hmm. so it is a whole metaphoric kind of background to that song so i i kind of like that one um, and what about um well which one's for you so yeah basically the uh, singles goldie uh effing problems and one train's not a single correct no, no, it wasn't a single. Okay, it's a big song. So I'll take one killer, one train, uh, fashion killer, definitely LVL, uh, hmm. uh, pussy money weed. Levels. Excuse me, level. And I want to say that's it. And yeah, that's that's my like take from the album. I like those songs. Yeah, but even those big moments, right? Like we we named some big ones on here, and um, so for example, I think this album kind of kind of lives in a different in a different space because you have talkative points on here where like one train people will say yo who had the best verse on one train they still to do to is that yeah no nah, i think well we i think we know who had the best verse right a lot a lot of hip hop heads the backpack rapper the excuse me the backpack fans they literally like go back and forth no um, they don't it's it's big crit no, a lot of people would say uh, Kendrick, and a lot of people would say uh, Action Bronson. I, I think hear those people, people say Action Bronson, and then and then you have Joey Badass and Danny Brown. Love, that's that's from what I hear. Yeah. Those four people. I hear Danny Brown and I hear Bronson, but I never hear anybody say. Um, I never hear anybody say Kendrick had the best verse on one. I, I've heard maybe if I'm a Kendrick stand because mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I've definitely heard like many people. Uh, Crit. You know, no, nah, I I, yeah. I do say crit, but sometimes I want to say either action or either Joey. Mm-hmm. I just think that like uh, it was dope that Rocky, like basically like Rocky picked like his 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 incoming class, like he he picked his freshman class of rappers mm-hmm. and said, "Yo, I want y'all on these this record with me." And he didn't tell 
I like I heard like I, like a lot of them have told their own versions, and Chris said that like nobody heard anybody's versions, but yeah, like they told like they basically were told like yo you have this amount of like you have this many bars, and Chris mm-hmm. went over mm-hmm. on purpose because he was like yo who I, like I'm, him at the end yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so Chris did that on purpose and like he like kind of like knew that like he had the best verse, but I just genuinely think that um. You know, when Rocky did that, like, he just knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, that's one... Tra- oh, man, I wish we can get, like, another One Train-esque uh, track in hip-hop right now. Especially, like, some from some people in uh, Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. I would I would really love an Atlanta... Uh, can I call it an Atlanta Posse track? Atlanta yeah, Posse Cut? Yeah, yeah I, I want an Atlanta Posse Cut where it's, like, not too many, but... Who's on that? I want Twenty One Savage Savage on there because he is the leading man for Atlanta. Right just now. say, just say the names. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, Twenty One Savage, uh, uh, Migos, Jid, um, the the two guys, um, okay. Earth Gang, and I would definitely put a uh, what was the female rapper? Um, we just talking about her. Uh, Lotto, Lotto on there, and um, uh, Baby Tate, Baby Tate. Okay. I like I like Baby Tate. I like Baby Tate a lot. I don't is L- Lotto's from Atlanta? Lotto's not from Atlanta. Well, she isn't. I no, uh, she's not. She's not from Atlanta. Oops, yeah. I am so sorry. She's a proctor. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, just some uh, <laughs> some young nudie on there, and then maybe oh, fire. Okay, young I like nudie that. would be fire on yeah. there. All right, let's go. Um, where were you? Can somebody tell me what the fuck is going on? That was funny. So, oh, uh, yo, you know what? I want to talk about uh, the song with Santa Gold. What is that? Hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, number one, what the fuck happened to Santa Gold? Um, um like where's she at? Well, she dropped a project a few months ago. I, I think. But really? I yeah, she, she did. did. She did. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think, um, when you ask that question, I kind of think about just. Her level of stardom because I, I feel like Santi Gold was like up there with um what's the other girl name that nobody likes in paper planes? MIA. Yeah. MIA. MIA it was MIA and Santi Gold. It was at the same time, by the way. At the same time. And and um both being sampled respectively from the top tier MCs. Yes. At the same time. Jay Z and Jim Jones. Jay Z, Brooklyn, we go hard. Yep. Sampled, um, sampled. Was it Santi Gold? Yeah, Santi Gold. Yeah, and then um, Swagger Like Us, MIA. Oh, sorry. So, I don't remember Jay Yeah, Jones. so like, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe like it was life shit. I'm not sure. But what did you think of this song? Um, I just wanted to know what the fuck happened to Santi Gold. Like, I liked it. It was it was refreshing that I, oh shit, I forgot about her. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, it didn't really impact me or anything yeah. like that. Um. Another thing about this project that was like it, you get you. All right, so this is what let me know before this project, right? I was like, yo, Rocky could be like, because Rocky has confidence that if you could bottle it and sell it, like it would sell out every single time. He has right? the confidence of a wrestler. Yeah, he does, right? <laughs> like so, talking shit, like yeah. A wrestler. So I was very convinced that like Rocky was actually going to be one of the, like the top MCs. And what I learned that what I learned is is that Rocky is a curator of anything that's cool. Mm-hmm. He's not like, even though he can rap, he's more so a curator of a vibe. He's more so a curator of telling you what's cool to wear, Mm -hmm. where to go, where to eat. Like he's basically, he's basically a walking TikTok um, know-how video. Yeah. 
And he's selling, when, he sells cool. Yeah, he sells cool. So when I listened to this project, like it made me like reference. So like I remember one time me and Reg had an argument. Like Reg is a is a big Sean, big Sean fan. I'm I was like saying like, yo, Rocky has a better flow because Rock when you hear Rocky rap, he raps like he's the best man, like nigga in the world. Right? So Reg was like, yo, you you gonna regret that. You gonna you gonna regret saying that to me. Like like Reg took it really personally. He was like, You gonna regret saying that like down the road. And I was like, All right, I was like, but Big Sean just don't sound as confident to me, right? But obviously Big Sean has a better flow, like, right? And I have no problem. That's that's another thing, ladies and gentlemen. I have no problem admitting my faults to saying that I was wrong. I was wrong. So with that being said, I just think that Rock like what I've realized is that Rocky just understands what's cool and what you need to do. Like he's very ahead of the curve. And with music is it's all about like being able to like make a playlist. And this album, even though it doesn't sound cohesive, that's what he did because all of like the producers and the production that he used on the pro- the sounds that he used were what people were doing on other projects anyway. Mm-hmm. Like and all all the artists that he worked with were like next up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like them like Drake Chopping up two chains, like mind you, two chains had like the most features the year prior to that, mm-hmm. and then they just chopped off like his whole chopped up his verse and just made it the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, two chains didn't like it, but it still worked. Like it was something that was just like smart, like yo, like basically everybody was used to hearing his voice and hearing two chains on the track. All right, cool. Like you know what, we're gonna trick the fans. He, they're gonna hear two chains' voice and think he's on it, but he's just doing a hook, and it's gonna be me, Kendrick Lamar, and Drake. Still the biggest insane. Right, right. Like think about that formula. And like for him to do that. Yeah, and think about where all of these artists were in 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, top of 2013. So you had Drake that was uh was this the same year as Nothing Was the Same? Mm-hmm. Nothing Was the Same came later this year of 2013. Possibly. Yeah, it did. Um, and then you had Kendrick coming off his debut yes. in 2012. Being the hottest thing out, mm-hmm. then you had two chains coming off the year that he had, yep. and you had ASAP establishing himself. Yep. So it was a really big track. Um, who got chewed up on this? Who you think had the best uh, verse? Uh, I would want to s- my fucking problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I I go with Drake. No, I I honestly I'll just, say Drake. I'll say Drake. Drake. It's a no brainer for me. Yeah, Drake. Has uh, it. I think Kendrick has one singable part. Girl, I know you want that. that yeah. yeah, that's like his part. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the most memorable. But part Drake's of whole verse. Yeah. Drake, Ooh, Drake, love yeah. when this beat is on. Like, yeah. just, Drake, like, Drake understands. Uh, Drake understands assignments on certain shit. He, he just and he's done that to Kendrick twice. Yeah. I I still will go out on a limb and say that the best part of this song is. Two James. I knew you was gonna fucking do that. Be- I knew no, you was gonna do because, that. Because because love being Switzerland. I do because he gave us we he gave us something we did not expect because we expected Two Chains to be on the song, but then when he gave us just, just a hook and it's a hook and it's catchy and it's relatable and it, and his and I don't think anybody else could have hopped on that song. And, and did it justice how he did. So I want to say, you know, Two Chains was the best part of the song. Okay. So why do you guys, so coming off of Fucking Problems, which is produced by 40, why do you guys think that um, he doesn't come up to producer conversations? Because he exclusively works with Drake. Drake has him like in a dungeon making beats for him. Okay. He's, he's a, he has a nicer, he has a nicer room than Party Next Door though. <laughs> so, so my only question to that is, 
you don't think it still counts for anything because Drake has been out since 2008? I think because, well, this is the thing. It, it, they turn, they call it the OVO sound, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened with that is is that, yeah, that's a great thing, but it's like Drake is at, it, Drake is the face of the OVO sound and not 40. And I think that's the thing that kind of... So, like, I don't think 40 cares for the recognition, mm-hmm. but what happened is, is that the face of the OVO sound is Drake. Mm-hmm. And... It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why the weekend like got away from it, got out of his clutches. Mm. Okay. The weekend didn't want to be in the OVO sweatshop. Yeah. Now, what were you gonna share? Um, yeah, Forty is one of the greatest um, producers ever uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just with Drake. I've heard him on like Drake lists. I don't know about before. that. No, I've, I've heard him on Drake lists. I think it's is more of a collaborative thing. Like I. I guess it's hard for me to like give him that credit because it's like uh when you only work with one artist, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that happens is is that like you don't know it's it's like the what came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. So you don't know, you can't really tell like, all right, like how is this you know what I'm saying? Like how is how is like what is this person doing? Like so like that's why like the reason why Dr. Dre is considered so prolific is because like originally he exclusively made beats only for at first it was ruthless artists and then went to death row artists. But then mm-hmm. when he started working with other artists, we was like, Oh shit, he can get a pocket with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So like with 40, typically if we had somebody else on the song, it's like it, it it was a Drake song, or Drake gave the song to somebody. Like we like he doesn't lend it out. And I'm not saying that he needs to. But the fact that, like, he doesn't kind of makes me feel like, eh. Okay. I can understand that. And I will, for argument's sake, I will say, what would we want more? I don't want anything from him. I'm just oh, telling you no, no, I'm no. Just telling you what not, I think. Not more from him. But what would what would you choose? Uh, uh, a producer that can give one, give five artists just one album? Or a producer that can give one artist five albums? Oh, I didn't know he produced "Buy Baby" for Nas. Interesting. So, would you would you rather a producer work with five different people for one album? I get what you're saying. Or, or I, one artist for five albums? What I, would you rather? I don't know, Julius. I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, I'm saying is it is it is a valid question? But right? no, it is. I get it because I like. But I like seeing the range of producers. I like seeing their range. So, like okay. you know, obviously, I think forty working with Drake is a cheat code. They get each other so much mm-hmm. that like it's like it's not it's not necessarily an artistic risk for Forty as a producer to work with Drake because mm-hmm. they understand each other. So like I don't know who else. I mean at this point Nas and him. I was literally cheap. about to bring them up because like we see what Nas we, we see what Hit Boy brought to Nas's table yeah. and we see what like the second half of Nas's rap career how Nas we needed Nas needed it. that though. Mm-hmm. Nas needed, and we and we've seen how it has championed it to yeah. him. Now imagine if Hit Boy just gave him that just one album. I don't think Nas would be where he is right now. I think he would be. He's Nas, but I'm just saying that I think that I think that uh like Nas a hip Nas needed that joke, and and I think that eventually down the line I want to hear Drake do a project without Forty at all. Like obviously Forty's gonna be involved somehow, but I want to hear. I, I would like I would like Nas to like go in the studio with just just Blaze. Yeah, and just do a project. That would be crazy. You know, or like he just like work with like a multiple like a, a like multiple be- like producers like they mainly do. Like obviously Forty's gonna be in there somewhere just because mm-hmm. like that's Drake's comfort zone. Yeah. I do love but, that. This I do love that the singular sound of um 
of producers is coming back where like, you know, Hove did four 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 with no ID. Yeah. And um yeah. and Hit Boy's working with Nas and I like that because it's because it's focused. Yeah. Twenty one and Metro is another cheat code. They understand each other oh, so man. well. That's a that's a that's a that's I don't even it's an it has to be another word for what what the fuck yeah. twenty one <laughs> metro is, bro. It's not <laughs> even a cheat code, bro. Their chemistry is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, like what you said, uh, like the singular producer sound. Mm-hmm. And I that's why you know I do I will always champion forty because like you have the formula if it in in music you know if it's not broke it don't fix it mm-hmm. like just keep going until it until something you know ends it. Yeah, and that's in for Drake. We've seen his run from literally the beginning mm-hmm. to uh, present day, and he has not stopped. Mm-hmm. He may have. It's arguably to say it's uh, you can argue to say oh he hasn't given us like his that album yet, but he has given us those songs. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I say like you know but he I think should he, champion for he leans into that. He kind of okay. defines that in a sense. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, back yeah, let's, yeah, I, w- I was going to say let's pivot bring it back around to Rocky. Um, what do you think? You said you had a question. Yeah, I had a question. So, uh, do you do you guys think that like that Rocky is incapable of making like a critically acclaimed project? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's he's oh, incapable. Gosh. I'm actually funny enough that we bring up Metro because supposedly he's supposed to be working with Metro for his yeah. next album. Oh yeah, he got he won Reggie's heart. Uh, so. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I'm curious to see what that sounds like. He won Reggie over. He had Reggie at Metro. I'm, t- I'm, I'm trying to like, I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say yes, but he hasn't given me enough evidence to uh, give me a yes, to sway me. He hasn't, the evidence. You didn't, is, you didn't like Rocky on the new, on the new Metro album? I didn't hear the Metro album. Okay, you didn't hear the new one. Okay. So on that's me. With, with Same on me. But yeah. he hasn't given me enough evidence to to for me to to say yes. Okay. Uh, the in uh, the evidence is his three albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct, three albums. Mm-hmm. Three albums, many features. And in in those even those features, like the it's your the evidence isn't even strong enough to present a case for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say he has enough. He, I don't know. I'm mixed. All right, cool. So, how do you rank? How do you guys rank when it comes to Rocky and Ferg? How do you how do you see them? Because obviously, obviously, Rocky is the the star, Mm -hmm. right? But who makes the better albums? Who makes the better songs? Ferg makes better albums. Torian has my answer. Ferg makes Ferg makes better um albums. Uh I think Ferg like makes a more concentrated effort with his projects. And I think that Rocky, like I think Rocky is always like on ahead of shit. And like he knows about shit. But like I think that when he puts it out on the album, like it's setting the tone, but it's like, it's like, yo, bro, like you switching up the set, like you switch it up too quick. Like mm-hmm. it'll be like 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 this one, like Wild for the Night. <laughs> Comes on right right after wait a second. Wow, right after right wait, Wild for the Night is stuck between fucking problems in one train. Mm-hmm. Like you get like the sequencing of the project. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yo, what? Like it, yeah, yeah. It kinda uh, yeah. it kinda like takes you like on a different ride. Like I like I'm not like those three songs are all three good songs, but like that sequencing doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one thing that uh somebody like Yams 
made a huge difference in. And that's and like we can see that difference because look, live love ASAP and Allah, right? Mm-hmm. Yams was heavily involved in. Long live ASAP is reported that Yams was around, but like it, it wasn't how it was needed to be. The label kind of like helped Rocky a lot. Mm-hmm. And like you could see the difference. And then and then we got testing. And like with testing, he just was experimenting with like a bunch of different sounds. You could tell like he was overseas, like and he was just like fucking with a lot of the sounds that he heard in other countries mm-hmm. and was just trying to present that to people, which is cool, but it just it like sometimes like you're too far ahead for people to even like catch where you're at. Right. Wrong countries, my brother. You visited the wrong countries and the wrong cities. Well, um, I I've always like I said, I've always respected Rocky's um Rocky's ear for music. Um, I just want to see how it bleeds into like this new shit. He has a lot going on in his life now. Um, I want to see what else he can pull out of these producers. I don't know how I don't know if Metro's gonna do his whole album. He should. Yes, but, might as well. Yeah, yeah. Him, so. him, him, or um, uh, Meg's uh, producer, Juju. Oh, Juju on the beat. Yeah, Juju like, like him. If they can work together, I believe that would be extremely. Juju on the beat and Rocky. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I forget his name, but yeah, you got to remember Juju on the beat has that southern sound. Yeah, but it's that, too but fast. It's, the, it's the text. No, 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 no. You've heard Rocky rap fast, but he can slow it down though. Yeah, but it's the te- do it's you the- hear how Meg comes on beats and then you hear like that production? It's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well See, with- take a no, no, no. Forget about Megan's flow. You mm-hmm. gotta look to listen to Megan's flow. Is like uh, you can uh, slow it down. Mm-hmm. You can slow it down with uh, Rocky's flow on yeah. the, on. Let's say for like um, Freak Like Me, Rocky can rap on Freak Like Me beat. Okay, you can. I can hear him rap on it slow. I don't his his jiggy don't flow. His jiggy yo. flow. Like <laughs> okay, yes, but not. I feel like him. You know, Metro. Uh, and him pairing, they're, they're going to do good because, you know, uh, when we first heard Rocky, we heard that, you know, somewhat Southern style mm, yeah. and that trill style. But so. did we learn anything from this album from Rocky? Like, as far as, like, him as a as a rapper? Like, do you how do you see Rocky? Do you see him as an MC? On this album? Period. Oh, period. I can tell you that on Ghetto Symphony, he let Ferg and Gunplay outshine the fuck yeah, out of him. Yeah, they chewed him up or not. And um, you know that this song originally was a, a a Shine and Pusha T song. Ah, that beat. It was called Maya, It was called it was called Maya Lansky. Shine and Pusha T. Yeah, it was a song called Maya Lansky. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. That's um, hard. How we mm-hmm. see Rocky? How I see Rocky right now is as just a pop blessing, like a what do they call it? A potty light or blessing? Damn. You got the sneezes. Damn, I've never God. heard you sneeze before, Damn. Rich, but shit. That uh, was uh Is that the record uh, record on camera? <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. Sneezes. That's the most I've sneezed yeah. in one sitting. Yeah. Okay, you okay, man? Because you, you, you your ass. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um All right. That was different. I've never <laughs> so, heard Red sneeze before, so that was different. Um, so I see Rocky as a socialite. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, a socialite yeah. in you know, sad. I'm sorry, but you know, yeah. Rihanna's baby, baby daddy. daddy. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as Rihanna's baby daddy. I see, I see him as Rakeem Myers, aka ASAP Rocky. You grew up with him? 
I didn't grow. I didn't grow up with him, but no, I'm just saying. Like, oh, because you just, know his government. Like, oh damn. Oh, well, I mean, his government is part of his story because he always tells the story about how he got his first name. Yeah, interesting. He's named after the rapper Rakim, yeah. and his oh, sister, yes, and his sister's name is Erica. That's why I didn't know that. Even man. him telling the story about how he met Rakim and yeah. him fanning. Oh out. wow! Yeah, I would have yeah. found out too. Yeah. That's about him. That's yeah. him. So there you go. But, um, but, um, but yeah, so I'm curious to hear you guys' ratings. Uh, Julius, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, uh, I'll probably give it a 1.5 out of 5. Wow. Okay, cool. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I'll give, I'll give this album a 2.5 waffles out of 5. I'm actually comfortable with a 2.5 too. Because mm-hmm. I think um, I got some good moments on this album. And I don't need to experience the whole thing for those moments. Exactly. Um, I agree. You know, fucking problems is amazing still. Um one train is really good. Um, Goldie, every now and then, I get that feel for that. Mm-hmm. Pussy Money Weed is good. So, like, he got some big joints on here. Okay. And One Train, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it. I'm comfortable with that. I want you guys to check it out. Um, let us know your rating. Like, subscribe, of course. Leave your comments. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. And this is Funny Julius. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. These are their stories. Dun-dun.